Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Breaker Sports, the podcast, episode seven. I'm Game Day Greg alongside Benny Buckets. We have a fantastic show for you today. This is the second show of the week. Uh, so you're double dipping for the week. Uh, first show of the week. We didn't do we. Oh, oh yeah. Second uh, show of the week. Yes. Yeah. Second show of the week. Unfortunate. That was, that was a really good open too. That's that's all right. Uh, Betty buckets. Like I guess the listeners want to know how are you doing today? Oh, uh, sorry. Want to know a little earlier? They want to know a little earlier. Sorry about that. <laughs> a little, little, little confused with the logistical uh, aspect here of the upload dates. My apologies. So uh, yes, it's uh, second show of the week. Very good. <laughs> it was. It wasn't very. Thank, thank you, open. Matt, for letting the, view, the listeners know that it's the second show of the week. Thank you. All right, <laughs> let me get little, let me get through the open here, and then let me ask you. Let me ask you how your day is after I get through the little, open. little confusion. But that's yes, okay. yes, uh, that's that's many buckets for you, folks. That's, that's uh, all right. Uh, so, welcome, folks. Game day, Greg, alongside Benny Buckets. Uh, we have a March. We're going to cover some March Madness futures today, so we'll have three futures apiece. We'll have our favorite, our middle of the road pick, and then our long shot. Um, we won't go through the full March Madness Mania show today. Uh, that'll be next week. Um, we'll have a full, full preview. That's what the show will be about. Episode 8 is March Madness. It'll be super fun. Looking forward to that. But we still got Episode 7 to talk about. We'll, of course, have everyone's favorite segment, Soccer Talk. Uh, Benny Buckets had a great week. I hope you guys are following him, writing down his picks, and uh, definitely following him because he had a 5-1-2 and two week uh from the picks that he gave you but i'll let him get into that a little bit more and then we'll also maybe sprinkle in a little golf talk uh guess guess who's running that one um (laughs) the same person (laughs) who runs the college baseball talk will be running the golf talk i believe that's right and who originally ran soccer talk here folks uh then uh we 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 got some sense into us and uh, had the person who actually knows soccer talk about it more than the person who doesn't although it as entertaining as the person who doesn't know soccer uh is talking but we uh, need we need game day greg's gripe of the week with soccer of course i hope you have one for us oh uh, yes, for, for yes <laughs> oh excellent excellent we have we have a great would not be soccer talk without a gripe from game day even if i didn't have a gripe of the week i could maybe put 15 seconds worth of brain power into it and uh, come up with a gripe so <laughs> yeah. that's uh and then we'll sprinkle in a little headline topics um in sports as well as we think of them and then yeah uh that's that'll be our episode seven but we at Lionbreaker Sports are so happy to be sponsored by, once again, The Power of the Streak, an easy-to-read book by author Kara Wood with the best idea yet for consistent exercise and staying motivated over time. Do you struggle with working out regularly? I think everyone knows that answer. Have you started exercising only to be back to where you started in a couple of weeks? Yep. Then you're in good company. Kara had zero motivation for years, but she eventually flipped the switch and hasn't looked back. Through a story of starting and keeping a running streak for 12 busy years, through a demanding career, and even after two childbirths, Kara shares the secret to having the drive to exercise no matter what. Kara's story is funny, relatable, and inspiring. Plus, she explains how you can do the same thing with any exercise. It doesn't have to be running. Even a cynic will leave feeling motivated, inspired, and excited to commit once and for all to long-lasting exercise and fitness. Plus, with a percentage of royalties being donated to the Special Olympics, buying the book is a win-win. The Power of the Streak by Kara Wood is available in all formats where books are sold, including Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Also, check out the audiobook on iTunes and Audible. Plus, follow The Power of the Streak on Instagram at The Power of the Streak and Twitter at Power of Streak. So, there you have it. Go check out her book. But now, Benny Buckets, how are you doing today? Well, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're ready for another exciting week of soccer talk as you. You uh, referenced earlier uh, an excellent week there on the pitch, seeing the ball, as you would say, better than some of the uh, the players on the pitch. Another 5-1-2 and week, and uh, I believe we have six picks this week uh, for soccer talk. We won't get into the specifics on them quite yet. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, steal the thunder of the soccer talk, so we won't give you those, uh, we won't, we'll give you a little, little preview of how many picks, but we're not going to go into detail yet. As suck talk is uh, always towards the uh, the ending part of the show, I believe. So, 
but we're we're ready to go. And uh, yes, March Madness as well, as you said. So very exciting with March Madness. And uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Next week, uh, the preview show. And we do have the brackets coming out on Sunday, I believe. Brackets uh, selection Sunday is this Sunday. So we have some brackets coming out as well. So it should be uh, very interesting from that standpoint. Wow, that's such a fun time of year. Yes. The brackets. You got you got that. You got baseball opening day. You got the. I know for you, uh, you know, you know, most of us sane people would rather watch paint dry or watch a soccer match than than watch golf. But uh, we got the Masters for those of those oh, of us who are, who are yeah. interested or yeah. or want to see or want to see an amputated field with you know ninety percent of the top golfers in live not playing. But that's okay. Uh, or maybe they are allowed to play this year. I can't. They are allowed to play. Yes. Oh, they it's, are it's, okay. It's... Uh, yes. Who knows with that? But uh, you know, uh, you know, eighty percent of the good golfers are now on the live tour. So, but uh, that that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's uh, a, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think it's more skillful in my eyes to hit a little ball uh, with a stick exactly where you want it with spin and uh being able to judge the uh, the ball's not moving it. sir the ball's not moving correct okay? but it, it is moving when you hit it and it's moving a well long it's way. not it's not hard much, to hit. much much farther than any soccer ball the soccer ball is the size of my face which is huge by the that, way that's like saying it's hard to hit a ball off a tee if you're a baseball player with the spin and it, it's not hard to do that okay not hard to hit it's a ball also not, not hard to pass the ball 910 times on <laughs> average five to ten feet with a ball the size of my face so that's not real hard either <laughs> let's put it and there's 22 people out there there's one golfer so it's, uh, yeah Don't disagreement on the severity I, I will say this i think that you know the world will let the world population be the judge and i believe soccer is about 20 times more popular than that of golf just for the you know for the for the viewers at home that's fine I, I, so, but, that's yeah. fine i'm just i'm we're debating what the better sport is I don't think we're debating popularity. Yeah, because soccer because, is because, obviously more popular. Because but. hitting a ball from 400 yards away into a little round cup is very exciting. Very exciting. But anyway, so, uh, some might find it exciting. <laughs> it actually goes in the cup as opposed to the ball <laughs> may not even actually go in the net. <laughs> pass it around for 90 minutes or 90 whatever minutes. Well, so. that's okay with me. Then I hit my under. So I'm okay with that too. Yes. And the rules of golf are very well explained as opposed to <laughs> soccer where we could just choose to stop the clock or not stop the clock so that's our not stop the clock definitely not stop the clock but i'm talking more stoppage time we can just choose how much stoppage time we want and if there's an offensive play in the offensive zone let's keep it going <laughs> i'm all for let's try to get this goal in i bet the over so no uh yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to say yeah, game day game day game days game day greg's gripes have uh have already uh have Whoops. already hit the uh we're we actually... not even waiting for soccer talk for the game day greg gripe it's already uh, it's already it, it already out, happened so. folks that was yeah. my gripe i was yeah. going to compare soccer to golf so uh all right uh, well. that's unfortunate but we'll, we'll we'll bring that back up uh, we'll digress. Yeah. We'll digress. Yes. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll move along here. What's the first topic up here, sir? Yes, March Madness futures. So again, we have three futures: um, our favorite, our middle of the road pick, as well as our long shot. Uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, why don't we alternate, sir? Why don't we all? Sure, you can go first. I'll uh, go first. Okay. All right. Um, I don't have too much analysis for this uh, segment yet because I do like to dive into college basketball more around March Madness time uh, where I really go into ESPN and look up the, the, it's really cool how they have the matchups next to each other and they have all the stats of all the different teams. You, you search for whatever you want to search for. And no matter how hard you try, it, it never ends up working out. Nobody's completed the perfect bracket. Uh, so linebreaker sports will be the first to do that. And uh, sure. yeah, we'll, we'll credit you all along the way, but my favorite is going to be Purdue. At plus eleven hundred, um, out oh. of the big, out of the Big Ten. Even though they're losing right now to Rutgers in the Big yes. Ten quarterfinal yeah. game. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. They they were up last I checked, but oh, are uh, they up? Oh, they were they were down at the beginning of the year. Maybe they're up now. But uh... so we're recording, folks, on a Friday. Uh, in case you guys haven't found out by now, they are actually down by down by one here. Oh, down by one. Are, are, Tied 36-36 with 17 minutes of play. So I see. Okay. Um, I'm going to take sides. I like Zach Eady a lot. Seven foot four. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the tournament that can guard him um, when he's on. So if they if Purdue can hit their threes, 
Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of interior presence um, by these teams facing Purdue. So there should be some open shooters. And I, my big thing with the tournament, I've said it for years. Uh, you guys are hearing this first. Uh, I love teams that can hit the three uh, in the tournament. That <laughs> certainly helps three points as opposed to two. Um, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll just take Purdue plus 1100. It's not, well, it's not Alabama. It's not Houston. I think Houston's plus 500 Alabama's plus 900, but it's one of the favorites for sure. So give me Purdue plus 1100. Purdue plus 1100 noted. Okay. Uh, I decided to go with two. I did not go with a, a, a favorite necessarily. I went with two kind of medium picks here. And then I went with a very long shot. Okay. Very, very long shot. Uh, one of the longer shots is actually available in the field. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure they're going to make the tournament. So that's, uh, although I'm fairly confident they will, but you never know. So that's probably that's, why they're, yeah, they're such a comparable to Ben's uh, confident soccer plays, folks. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm not, so, not sure if they'll make the field, but I'm confident. Uh, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you for right. that there, game day. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. My first one is going to be UConn, University of uh, Connecticut, uh, at plus 1600, plus 1600. Uh, I believe they're the best team. They're not the best seed necessarily in the Big East tournament, but I believe they're the best team in the Big East tour- in the Big East. And uh, I, you know, they've got they got the senior leadership there inside in Sonogo. They've got some decent uh, decent three point shooting. They've got veteran leadership. Uh, Danny Hurley, the coach there, a very good coach, uh, did a great job with Rhode Island before getting to UConn, and has done a nice job turning the UConn program around after having NCAA sanctions placed on it due to the previous coach, Kevin Ali, with a legal recruitment uh, scenario there where they, I believe they had a one- or two-year postseason ban on the program um, when he arrived. But uh, anyway, I like UConn. UConn plus 1,600 there to win the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was my second pick. That oh, was my second pick. Perfect. UConn there we go. plus 1,600. Stole your thunder. Stole your that's, thunder. That's okay. I think they're going to win okay. the Big East tournament as well. So, uh, yeah. That's that's a good pick. Hey, folks, maybe maybe you jump on that. It's not often we agree. So when, the, that is true. It is not often we agree. So okay. So plus sixteen hundred for game day, Greg on UConn. It's your second pick. Okay. Uh, my second pick is going to be Arizona, the University of Arizona. Uh, I believe the most explosive uh, offensive team in the tournament. Now the issue with Arizona is they do play at a, a very rapid pace and they do tend to turn the ball over quite a bit due to the rapidity of their pace of play. Uh, so that is a concern. Not the best offensive team either, but they do have the uh, the reigning uh, Pac-12 player of the year in Azulis Tubelis, also the leading scorer and rebounder in the conference, uh, sophomore from Lithuania, and Umar Balo on the front line, uh, two of the better bigs in all college basketball. Uh, and they've got some very good guards, uh, Kirk Kreitza, uh, Courtney Ramey, uh, to the most notable ones, I would say, Pello Larson. So they've got a very deep team. They've got a good bench. Um, they don't tend to do well in the tournament, but uh, I think that might change this year. I just think that they're a particularly deep team. And, and you talk about teams that can score the three, they're, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. So uh, with that being said, I do like Arizona plus 1,700. Arizona plus 1700. Arizona plus 1700. Okay. I like the pick. I like okay. the pick. Uh, my long shot is going to be Xavier. 50 okay. to 1 plus 5,000. Okay. Um, Sean Miller has certainly turned this team around um, from a few years ago. They're the sixth leading scoring team in the nation. Uh, I'll take 50 to 1 odds on the sixth scoring team in the nation. And they also play in the 95th um, percentile in pace. I also like pace when it comes to the tournament. If you could push the ball, knock your shots down, create odd man situations, mm-hmm. I feel that's going to favor uh, teams big time. So just, uh, yeah, just a little sprinkle. Xavier, 50 to 1. Xavier, 50 to 1, plus 5,000. Okay. My last one, this is going to be, this actually happens, this will be the uh, the upset. This will be the the upset of all upsets. This will be the longest shot, I believe, to ever win the NCAA tournament. And I, I think, I think frankly, I you know, this is, this is definitely unlikely, but it's you know worth a very small wager. Very small wager at uh, a three hundred to one shot game day. Three hundred to one. Three hundred to one. They are the hottest team out of the most underappreciated, underranked, under uh, you know underappreciated, uh, under uh, underranked, under underrated. Excuse me, not not underranked, underrated conference in all of college basketball. That being the Mountain West, that is Utah State. 
Utah State <laughs> plus three. Yeah, you left out. Wow. I, I okay. No, I just now. Utah State. I'm gonna give you my reasons here. They have the uh, the senior graduate transfer Jake Funk, Uptown Funk, as he is called. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, as a as a as a moniker there for him. Uh, the transfer out of St. Joseph's, absolutely tearing it up uh, in his last regular season game there against Boise State as a slight favorite at home. Uh, he went off for, I believe, 27 points uh, last night in a game that I did have a few shekels on uh, against New Mexico, uh, minus the three. He went off for over 30, I believe, I think 32. Uh, and Utah State just playing some really good basketball. They could, You like the fact you look for teams that can shoot. Uh, they're, I believe, top four or five in the country in three-point percentage. They've got Steve Ashworth, who is a uh, – uh, or Sam Ashworth, excuse me, Sam Ashworth, who is one of the best uh, best three-point shooters himself in the country, about 45% from downtown. And I just – I like the way they, they've got five players that average double figures in scoring, which is also uh, something that not many teams can can say in the, uh, in the college basketball landscape. So uh, it is a long shot. Uh, they're probably going to come in, in, a, in as, a, as I would say anywhere between a nine seed and a 12 seed. Um, I think last night they secured their bid. They probably were in no matter what. They have a net ranking of 22, so 22nd in the country. Um, last night with the win, getting the semifinals in the Mountain West tournament, I believe they will um secure their that, that secure their bid. Excuse me to get to uh, NCAA tournament at large, even if they do not win the tournament tonight. They are playing another rematch uh, from last week against Boise State. They are a two point favorite. And then, uh, of course, they would get the winner of San Diego State and San Jose State, a battle of the California State Universities, as it were, uh, there in the Mountain West. But, uh, yeah, give me Utah State, very long shot, not probably going to put a whole lot of, you know, this five, $5, $10 little sprinkle there. $10 sprinkle will get you a $3,000 payday if it pans out. Uh, so, you know, you got to find the long shots, got to find the value. And I I firmly believe this should be probably about 80 or 100 to 1, not 300 to 1. So give me Utah State at plus 30,000 or 300 to 1. Utah State. What is their – State. Utah State what? I think they're the Aggies. Let me look it up. I'm not even 100% sure what their nickname okay. is. Give Utah State Aggies. Go Aggies. Wouldn't I, that be It may not be even the – I'm not sure. Let me see. Utah State. So now you got to create a bracket. Yes, it is Utah the Aggies. State going all the way. Uh, well, yes, yes, that will have to be one of my brackets now. But uh, it, may, it may not be the official bracket. We no, there's only the one official bracket. We'll, there's we'll one official the show, bracket but... that we'll share on the show. But uh, yes, I'm telling you, everyone, people are sleeping on Utah State, man. I think they're 22 or 23 and eight now. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Mountain West is better than you think. The Mountain West, San Diego State's always good every year. Um, Utah State is 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 a tournament team. Boise State is a tournament team. Um, you know, New Mexico was ranked at one time, oh, not that long ago, about a month ago, and they kind of fall off since then. But, uh, you know, don't sleep, don't sleep on the Mountain West. That's all I gotta say. Don't sleep on the Mountain West. So, don't sleep on the Mountain West, he says, folks. Yeah. Right. The CBS Sports Network special 11 p.m. Eastern game, Mountain West. That those are those are some that's some quality college basketball, folks. Well, they had a better net ranking this year, folks, than the AAC and the ACC. That's all you got to know about the Mountain West. Better than the ACC. So, wow. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So we will go with that. Utah State is my last pick at plus thirty thousand, three hundred to one. Utah State plus thirty thousand. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. That's March Madness futures. Well, again, we'll have our full show uh, next week, the March Madness Mania show. Uh, so now I think we're going to have a little new segment here. New uh, segment. Yes. Okay. Go- golf talk. Oh, uh, golf talk. Okay. Well, so this will be run that interest, by me. That interests, that interests one of us, I suppose, but, uh, it's okay. Uh, that, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> soccer talk also interests one of us, but, uh, yeah, but the viewer, the listeners, not necessarily set talk. on air here. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, folks. All right, golf talk. We'll keep it short. Golf because... talk. No, go ahead. Golf no, talk. no, no. I, I won't get into I the want analytics. A full, of golf. I want a full bevy of golf talk. I, no, I, I want to know. I want to know the driver versus the three wood versus the six iron. I want to know the specific. I want to know the specific characterization and composition of why certain clubs are used at certain times by certain players on certain courses. 
on certain days of the week in certain weather conditions. We may have to have our own show then uh, for that. <laughs> we may have to have our own golf. There, there we golf. go. There's an idea. Maybe just a soccer show and maybe just a golf show. We'll we'll, we'll dedicate one sh- a show for a sport. There you go. That's an idea. Okay. But uh, I'll, I'll okay. save I'll save the listeners the hardships of having to listen to that right now at this moment. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to give you uh, golf. Just- listen, golfers make 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 great golf shots on the golf course like football players make football plays on the football field that's the way it is that's right that's right they do they do um very well said all right (laughs) players championship is currently going on right now uh that's most known as like the fifth major Um, is that on the golf channel sir or espn where where can can, can our listeners find this fantastic question many buckets it is on espn plus uh, the, it's not even good enough Thursday, to make the golf channel. Uh Thursday, Fridays, ESPN Plus coverage. Wow. There, there may be golf channel coverage. Uh, I am not tuned into the golf channel uh, when you have ESPN Plus, but I'm oh. sure during the weekend it'll be a CBS affair. Uh, CBS affair, okay. Yes. So uh, currently, Colin Morikawa is. Can the live golfers participate in this particular event, sir, or is this not, a PGA not this, only event? Not this particular event. This is a right. PGA uh, sanctioned event here. Then, folks, basically, what he's saying is, if you miss it, you didn't miss much because eighty percent of the good golfers are live. So that's what he's saying. Eighty percent of the good golfers are not live. Uh, that's that's okay though. Cameron Johnson's um, in live. That's all that matters. So. Whatever okay. yeah, so Cameron Johnson. Well, Cameron, whatever, Cameron Smith, whatever the guy is, Cameron. I don't know his last name. Okay. Um <laughs> okay, yeah. folks. All right. Yeah. That's little, the golf talk has been taken little, over here. Little, little, little multi-sport uh, uh I can't wait till we get to soccer talk. Let's oh, put it that oh, way. Okay, all right. Well, well, can't wait till we get to ahead. the analytics go of the picks. Go ahead. Uh, go make ahead. fun of the mascots. Go uh, ahead. All right. Go, go ahead. <laughs> so, what no, is it the what are the what before we get is is it Cameron Smith? Who's the top one of the top guys named Cameron? What's his name? Uh, there's Cameron Young. There's Cameron oh. Smith. The Cameron Smith is the one you're thinking about. The yeah, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Yes, yes. Cameron. he is. Okay. He, he took the bag as well as Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, who hasn't won anything in like six years, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, he, Deschambeau didn't Deschambeau take the bag too? Deschambeau. Uh, Deschambeau did take the bag, yes, as well as Phil and some other notable golfers, but that's okay. Uh, they're allowed back in the majors, uh, most likely all of them. I know they're back for the Masters. I'm not sure about the others, gotcha. but okay. uh, because the ma- the majors are there or the Masters at least is it a, is its own, own separate points, entity. Is it a boy on points? Isn't there rating points to qualify or something? I was hearing. So there is a uh, golf ranking uh, every okay. year where uh, golfer, yes, the FedEx the FedEx Cup points system uh, where they do get points based on how they do in each event. Um, so yes, you are correct. But the they, live golfers are excluded from this ranking system, aren't they? They do not get correct. points. Correct. So therefore, is it possible that they won't be able to qualify for majors if they don't have points? So majors are their own separate entities. Uh, okay. Like the Masters is not a part of the PGA Tour. So okay. the Masters actually gets to determine who is in and who's out. So they uh, invited all the live guys. The PGA has no say. Oh, okay. The, the Masters. What about uh, the other majors? Not sure about all the other majors. I just okay. know the Masters in particular is its own separate um, thing in and of itself. But I, I will get back to you on that. Uh, okay, interesting. Pre- okay. Appreciate appreciate the golf uh, question. Yeah, I've just got I've got some good questions here, man. I'm right. very interested with this live split. So it's very interesting to see. Uh... Yes, they, they don't have very good viewing. I believe they're on the CW now. Uh, they have <laughs> yeah. a contract with the CW. And yes, yes. They were, I, I think a women's college basketball uh, game out out uh Whoa, don't, don't yeah. sleep on women's college basketball man. no 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 one's sleeping on it i'm just saying if you're a world golf tour uh <laughs> and have some of the biggest names in golf you should be able to beat a uh, women's college basketball game so uh be it as it may okay maybe yeah, i guess so okay all right players championship currently going yep. on it's friday uh so john had- rom had to withdraw with illness i did see that John Rahm did have to withdraw. He had an illness, unfortunately. He was at one under uh, again, but he's always in contention when he's in the field. If he makes a cut, uh, he is certainly someone who could turn it on in a flash. But the two guys I like uh, for the Players' Championship, so this will drop today. Uh, you guys will be able to listen to this Friday night. Um, not that I the odds may change based on the round today, I'd imagine. Correct, yes. Okay. 
Victor Hovland is currently at 12. Plus 1,200, so 12-1. to He is sitting, I believe, three shots back at the moment. However, he had a fantastic day today, and he is one of the most pure ball strikers I have ever seen. Uh, When he hit, his drive is so pretty. When they have the ball tracing thing, um, when he shoots, it is dead straight. Like It it does exactly what he wants it to do, and it's a beautiful sight, and he's certainly striking the ball um, very, very well. Is he striking the ball as well as some of the soccer players on the pitch? More. He strikes it better than some of the players there. That is a a high compliment, sir. Yes. Not high compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the leader right now, Colin Morikawa, uh, plus two sixty. Uh, not a lot of value, but which is the way the leaderboard is right now with some of the newer names of golf, I guess, um, or more of the no names of golf uh, at at the top. Morikawa is certainly the one name that uh, stands out, and he's about four shots ahead of Scheffler at uh, minus four. Um, who would I think I think could be the next uh, winner of this? So yeah, uh, give me more. Is Scotty Scheffler, the number one player ranked in the world, I believe. Is he uh, saw something like that? So currently, I believe John Rom. I believe it bounces back and forth between Rom and Scheffler. Okay. Um, let me Google it. Rom, the Romer, Rom, ASU baby, ASU will love. Went to Arizona State. John Rahm. John Rahm is the current number one golfer. And he's been the top-ranked golfer the past three weeks, overtaking Scotty Scheffler. The Spaniard. Okay. Yes. The Spaniard. So, yeah. So, Morikawa plus 260 and Hovland plus 1,200 for the Players' Championship. And then real quick, I'm going to give you some Masters futures just because with the scheduling, I don't know if we'll have an episode before. Oh, we will. But whatever. I'm going to give you futures, early futures. Get them in. Early Uh, futures for the Masters. Okay. April six. Well, um, no, wait, wait a second. Before we, will you be giving any before? Just you don't have to tell us who yet. We don't. Uh, we don't want to. Sure. Just start stunt stunt the surprise here or stymie the surprise. But will any of your future picks, just out of curiosity, be any live golfers? Or will they all be PGA based golfers? They are all PGA based golfers. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay. Yes, and all three have actually already been mentioned. Um, oh. in, in this golf talk. So no Phil Mickelson, no fi- Phil Mick- no Phil on this. Uh, Do not believe Phil is playing. Uh, and he's not playing. Match. What do you mean? He's not, but why is he not playing? I believe he is not participating. Uh, I think he's done with the PGA tour, like totally done. <laughs> oh, so, he's no, well, he played last year, didn't he? Or didn't he play recently in the masters or the U S open or something? You're going to make me go to Google again. When oh. is the last time Phil Mickelson played in the PGA tour? Well, probably a major is better because the last time I probably played a non-major was a while ago. But uh... look, maybe the 2021 uh, PGA Championship. No, because he won that. I don't know. We'll have we'll find we'll figure that out. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, April 6th at Augusta National is the Masters, one of the best weekends of the year. Sure. In my eyes, uh, three futures for you. They're not crazy, and I will have more futures for you as we get closer. But these are the three I'm zoning in on now. Um, Scotty Scheffler at plus twelve hundred. He is not the favorite. I believe he is the third in line um, in terms of best odds to win it. But when Scotty Scheffler is on, he is he is the number one golfer in the world in my eyes? Uh, there is a shot that he does not. Uh, there isn't a shot that he can't make. And when he is on with his irons, his short putting game is fantastic. Um, he can move up the leaderboard like that, even if he's having a rough start to the round. Uh, his ability to just flip the switch and leave um, the pass holes behind him is something that certainly works in his favor. So uh, I'll take a steady Scotty Scheffler, who you know is going to be in the top 10. Uh, it's just a given. Um, and I'll take someone who's known in the top, going to be in the top 10 as a future. So plus 1,200 for Scotty Scheffler. Victor Hovland, uh, plus 2,500, so 25 to 1. Uh, again, this is just more on recent play. Uh, he has been ball striking very, very well. He's one of the longer guys on tour. So if he's accurate, um, he's certainly going to gain some strokes based on how far he hits the ball. Um, and he's also an average putter as well. Um, not the greatest putter, but certainly average. Um, and then my third one is Colin Morikawa at 18 to one. 
And again, this is more based off of what have you done for me lately and the fact that he is good in majors. He always sticks around. I believe he's going to be in the top 10. Um, and he had a he had a little interview with the four play guys over at Barstool Sports before the PGA Championship uh, or before the Players Championship here. And he mentioned to one of the guys that he figured something out earlier in the week and he was really, really excited to play this week. And he wouldn't tell them what it was. He, he said he may mention after um, the fact what it is, but he said it's a secret for now. And he's currently leading. So it must have been something uh, pretty big. So, uh, yeah, those are my three futures right now uh, for the Masters. Scheffler at plus 1,200, Morikawa plus 1,800, and Hovland at plus 2,500. And that is the first golf talk of Linebreaker Sports. It is. Very good. All right. Well, that uh... – I certainly have nothing to add. I just had those questions. I am fascinated by this live uh, PGA scenario. Yeah, I, I'm confused as to why you're so fascinated with the live. I just I like the live, man. I like the name. The name's cool. The live. You gotta you know gotta live. You know. You know. I don't know. There's something about it. I can't say I've watched the coverage on CW, whatever it was on, a couple weeks ago, but uh, it does seem interesting to me that there seems to be some sort of a chasm there. The PGA Tour basically has been a monopoly and run unopposed for a hundred years, and now there is a now there is an upstart from the uh, from the Saudi Arabia. That's true. I, part of the that's, world. So, that's uh, true. And the more I'm thinking about it, I I I actually I, I, I actually we, answered my own question as to why you're excited about this league. It's because uh, in soccer there's 26 different leagues. So <laughs> when there's a new more, league in golf, that's more that's, than that. More than that. So well, there's, there's, proven there by hundreds more, of leagues. Hundreds of leagues. I feel like it's a party every time there's a new league formed. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, well. Listen, I, I will say this. I think what they should do to put to rest, since you seem to be hell bent on the fact that the PGA Tour is so much better than Live Golf, I think they should just have a a PGA, kind of like the Ryder Cup, but it should be the PGA versus the Live instead of like you know the U.S. against uh, Europe. So uh, I'm not sure what you think about that. Just an event, PGA, just to determine who is better for supremacy purposes. If is it the PGA team or is it the is it the Live team? So I think it should we should do a tournament just based on that. But I think like, like the Ryder Cup, like the Ryder that's Cup. exactly what I said. Like the Ryder yeah. Cup, yes, I, I like it. Let's do it. I think we should do it. I think we should do it. Be very, I, I would watch that. I don't watch golf, but I would watch that because that would be that'd be interesting. I do think there is a fair bit of animosity, especially from I know the one who's been the most outspoken, I believe, is Rory McElroy uh, towards the live. So uh, but uh, anyway, be that as it may, we uh, we appreciate that. It was a, a good 13 minutes there of content from the live from the golf perspective. So. Definitely appreciate it. And I can only imagine what soccer talks can be. So if there's going uh, to be if there's gonna be more news on the uh more news on the live front, I'm certainly interested in that as well. I'm here for that. So I will uh, keep you updated. Uh just uh, opt into the text uh updates and yes. I will keep you updated. Excellent. Okay, very good. Well, we got that on the books. Uh where are we on soccer talk now? Is that we are on soccer talk. Let's oh, let's get right boy. into it. Uh let me let me set you up. Let me set yes. you up. Yes. Go ahead. So Benny Buckus is going to get into it first before I have some fun stuff uh, to talk about. Greg's gripe, of the, Greg's gripe of the week. I'll have Greg's gripe of the week as well as some maybe newer, newer things uh, sprinkled oh, into uh, soccer talk little, here. Little, little, little different. Little different. Little, little yeah. Different. Okay. So, but yeah, let Benny Buckets talk to you all about soccer talk. Soak it up, folks. Um, listen, write it down. Make sure your uh, pen has plenty of ink. Uh, he went five, one, and two last week again, right. folks. I believe he almost went four, one, and two the previous week. Five, previous one, and two week, last four, week. Four, one, yes. and two. So Three, nine, yeah. two, and four. Uh, if you combine them, that's that's pretty yes. good. That's a good yes. amount of shekels in your pocket. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Buddy Buckets. Take it away. Yes, it was a very exciting week there on the soccer talk. We are going to uh, go back and just do a quick recap. Well, probably not so quick, but a recap nonetheless. <laughs> of the uh, of the previous week's uh previous week of soccer that we had here for the the pet the last podcast uh the first game that we gave you last week as you may recall was in the champions uh, sorry not the champion it was in the uh the the premier league the english premier league we gave you chelsea and leeds united under two and a half goals minus 103 with the hedge at exactly three goals absolute absolute blowout winner here folks Chelsea with the 1-0 victory at home at Stamford Bridge over Leeds United. It was Wesley Fofana from Ben Chilwell. Wesley Fofana, Ben Chilwell from inside the 18-yard box with a brilliant strike that beat the goalie, the keeper of Leeds United, Ivan Melier, 
best name in soccer, by the way. Yvonne Melier doesn't get any better than that, folks. Uh, with the one nothing lead in the 53rd minute, uh, there was not a whole lot of scoring opportunities in this game for Leeds United as they only had two shots on target. Did have 11 shots, but nine of them missed the target. Uh, and Chelsea had three shots on goal, only one going in, the full final winner, the GWG Butchagross 53rd minute winner there for you folks. Uh, a 1-0 win for Chelsea. So we did give you that under, so that went, that put us to 1-0 on the day. I believe that was all we had. I think that was all we had out of the – yes, it was all we had out of the Premier League last week. Um, we did not give you anything else, so we're going to move right along to – oh, sorry. We had another game, unfortunately a loser here out of the Premier League, so we were 1-1 one one in the Premier League. We gave you Tottenham as the uh, as the side there, uh, plus 125 against Wolverhampton at Wolves and Wolverhampton with a one with a one nil victory over Tottenham. Uh, it was in fact Treore Treore in the 82nd minute with the winner. Uh, Tottenham looked pretty good in the first half. Uh, I believe they hit a post if I'm not mistaken in the first half. They hit the woodwork as they call it across the pond. Exciting. Um, it was very exciting. Uh, but uh, Wolverhampton scoring in the 82nd minute. Again, it was Treori with the game-winning goal. Uh, six shots on target for Tottenham. Uh, the Auchi outshot Wolves 6-5. to Five, five uh, shots on, on target for Wolves. But it was Wolves taking home the win, a home a home win and a home fixture against Tottenham. So that put us to 1-1. One and one. Now we're going to go over to um, the German Bundesliga. This is my favorite. This is, you may recall... We did our first edition of the play of the week here, folks. It was my favorite play. It was an excellent play. It was uh, it was a very well-announced game. Derek Ray on the call, one of the best, foremost soccer announcers in the world. It was Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund with their sixth consecutive Bundesliga win, 10 wins overall in all competitions um, at that point, 10 straight victories, which is very impressive, very hard to do that in soccer to win 10 straight games without a draw or a loss. And they were able to accomplish that with a two to one win over Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, this game was played uh, in Dortmund at the signal Uduna park of course, as, as they know, as is, it is, as it is, as it is uh, officially called. Um, so as Marcus Royce in the, uh, with a penalty kick, there was a foul inside the box, just outside of the six yard box. A foul was committed by Red Bull Leipzig, and Royce was able to score on the penalty kick. And then it was uh, a very interesting play. That was in the 21st minute. Very interesting play a, off a free kick. The ball bounced out to the central back defender, Khan, and Khan was able to strike from outside the 18-yard box. You don't see that very often, folks. A strike for a goal outside the 18-yard box, being the keeper there. Uh, of Red Bull Leipzig for a 2-0 uh, lead going into the half. Red Bull Leipzig was able to come back. They did score a nice header goal from Forsberg in the 74th minute. That is not Peter Forsberg, for those of you who are hockey fans, or Philippe Forsberg. That is a different Forsberg, I believe. I believe also out of Sweden, but a different Forsberg nonetheless. Sorry to to upset anybody who might have thought that was a hockey player playing soccer, but that, that was not the case. That'd be quite uh, so the transition. It would well, same, same, same. Listen, you got the offside rules in, in soccer, you got the offside rules in hockey. Don't even try to compare. You've Don't got, even try you, to compare. Got, the offside got, is about the only thing in common. You've got you've got you've got to try to move a particular object into the goal, uh, as you do in hockey, and the same in, in, in soccer. So well, you do in hockey, you try it in hockey. You don't really try to in soccer. All right, sorry, sorry. It's not my segment, not my segment. Go ahead. That's okay. I interrupted the golf talk, so that's no worries. But yes, uh, yes, uh, as as I couldn't help myself with the live. But uh, the anyway, the beginning of the show as well. <laughs> and the beginning of the show as well. Yes, a little, okay. little, little with the confusion there at the beginning right. of the show. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on after that goal, uh, Dortmund did have another couple of chances. A great couple saves by Max Meyer, the the understudy as they call it in Europe, goalkeeper for uh, Dortmund as the the starting goalkeeper apparently got injured in the pregame warm-ups, pregame warm-up injury. Uh, I guess it's not just Kevin Durant who gets injured in pregame warm-ups. The, the goalkeeper for 
for Dortmund was uh, had a core muscle injury in the pregame warmups and he could not go. So Meyer with a couple of good saves in the waning moments of the game and Dortmund was able to hold on for a two, one victory. So that brought us to two and one there on the day. Um, believe that was the only, uh, yes, that was the only, the only game we gave you there. So then we had, I believe some games here in the Serie A. Uh, so let's see where we are. So Serie A. Okay. So we, we went with a little bit of a draw here. Uh, on Saturday, last Saturday, we gave you Bri- uh, Monza against Empoli. Uh, we gave you the under two and a half with the hedge on three, and the game finished at two to one. I did not watch this match, so I'm not going to go into great detail on it because I didn't watch it. So we're just going to go tick our record over to one, one, and two there. Um, Is it two, one, and two? or uh, Two, one, and two. Sorry. Two, 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 and one. Two and one. I'm, I apologize. Two and one. Two and one. Okay. Two and one. Well, that was your fourth game you covered. No. No, I, I covered Tottenham. I covered. Uh, I covered the Leeds United game, and I covered the, um, the the Bundesliga game. So this is this is the fourth game. So it's two one and one. Two one and one. I apologize. Two one two, and one. one and one. All right. <laughs> two one and one. And then and then it's we had hot. yes, yeah. we gave you another game here out of the uh, a very unfortunate a very unfortunate non cover here. We did hit the hedge, but. We did not cover the under two and a half. Fiorentina uh, to AC Milan one. Uh, Fiorentina scored, uh, I believe there were three goals in the second half. Let me confirm. Yes. The first game, first goal by Nico Gonzalez of Fiorentina after a trip in the box by the Milan defender on the 49th minute, Nico Gonzalez, beating the goalie Mike Mignon uh, in the 49th minute for a penalty kick, 1-0 to Fiorentina. Then we did not have another goal, folks, until the 87th minute. It was Jovic on a beautiful, beautiful strike in from Baragi, a beautiful cross in, and a header in from Jovic, beating Mignon again to put up uh, Fiorentina up 2-0 over Milan, AC Milan. And then a very unfortunate, in literally the last 30 seconds, the waiting moments of stoppage time, Teo Hernandez came down uh, and scored a, a cracker of a goal, as they call it, off the underside of the bar or under off the underside of the crossbar uh, and uh, beating the goaltender there uh, for Fiorentina to Rishumu. And uh, it was a two to one, two to one score at that point, And the game finished two to one. So literally we lost the cover in the last 30 seconds of the stoppage time. And uh, we did hit the hedge. So we went to two, one and two there folks. So two, one and two. Uh, let's see. And then we had, I believe one other game here. Uh, sorry, two other games, three, three other games total. Excuse me. I apologize. We have one other game out of the Serie A. We had Sassuolo. We gave you Sassuolo as an absolute blowout winner there at home against the worst team in, uh, Serie A football, Criminese. It took a little bit. They were up 2-0 in this game. Cremonese stormed back with two goals to tie it at two. But Sassuolo, as we we were bitten by extra time in the previous game there with Fiorentina Milan, Sassuolo scoring in extra time with a game-winning goal there. I believe it was in the 93rd minute, if I'm not mistaken. It was the 92nd minute, Bajrami, Bajrami with the game-winning goal, 3-2 in extra time. Uh, to give us the win, and that was the final score, so swallow. So we went to three, one, and two. And then we had two plays, folks, two plays out of yesterday's Europa League. As I remember, uh, you know, telling you guys about the great Europa League competition we have here, uh, we gave you both sides here. In this case, we gave you Roma over Real Sociedad as a plus 118, plus 118 in three-way money line, a 2-0 win for Roma. And then Juventus is a minus 137 at the time. 1-0 win over SC Freiburg, the German side. So we went, we finished up at 5-1-2. and two. Uh, So that will conclude our recap of last week's picks. This week, we have six picks for you folks, six picks. Um, we're going to start tomorrow out of the uh, Premier League. It will be Brighton. We're going to take Brighton on the three-way money line on the road at Ellen Road against Leeds, minus 104. So Brighton minus 104 over Leeds. 
I do, uh, just like we we haven't done this in the past, but now that we're picking more sides, as opposed, excuse me, as opposed to totals, we do recommend that you hedge uh, with a tie. So if you bet the tie, um, you are going to be at plus 280 on the tie. So I would take Brighton minus 104 for the larger play and then hedge it with plus 280 on the tie. Of course, just like uh, the unders, you can lose both sides if Leeds wins. Or if there's, you know, on our totals, if there's four goals or more, you can lose both sides. So that is a risk. But uh, Leeds just is not very good, folks. Bottom of the table, I believe they're 19th uh, in the Premier League at this point. Not a very good side. Uh, probably going to go back to the relegation zone and back to the British Championship or the England Championship, the second division tier there of England football So or, or Britain football. So give me Brighton minus 104. That's the first play. Second play, we are going to move over uh, to Saturday. Uh, so to Sunday, we're going to go with West Ham United. We're going to go with West Ham under uh, against Aston Villa. West Ham is the home side at the London Olympic Stadium. West Ham under two and a half goals, minus 134 with Aston Villa. So both of these teams have been playing a lot of unders recently. Uh, I do expect this to be a tight game, not a whole lot of offensive opportunities. So give me the under 130 minus 134. Again, please hedge at three goals exactly. Uh, our third game of the week is going to be also on Sunday. This is going to be a, uh, I believe, a 12.30 p.m. Eastern start, or maybe 11.30 a.m. Eastern start, excuse me. Uh, Newcastle United hosting Wolves. Also going to go under the under 2.5 minus 129. Wolves does not concede much or score much, and Newcastle is a pretty good defensive team, so we like the under there as well. Again, please hedge with three goals exactly at uh, around plus 300 or so. Uh, the next game we have is going to be out of the German Bundesliga. Got to give you a Bundesliga pick because we like just like saying the word Bundesliga because it's interesting. So we're going to give you German Bundesliga. Let me get the time for this particular fixture. Uh, the time for this fixture is going to be... Uh, looks like 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Uh, we're going to go with SC Freiburg on the three-way money line, minus 103 against TSG Hoffenheim. Give me also a hedge on the game, plus 280 to the tie for uh, for that Freiburg-Hoffenheim game. So I like Hoffenheim, but also take – I'm sorry, I like Freiburg. Freiburg minus 103. My apologies. Freiburg minus 103. Um, but I also like the tie, plus 280. And then we've got two more for you here, folks. Uh, the next I'm going to give you is going to be – this is our fifth pick. This is going to be a game we already covered, but I'm going to go back to it real quick. This is Sunday in the uh, Premier League. I am going to go with Newcastle. Oh, actually, oh, that's out of our parameters. It's minus 159. We cannot give that to you, so we're going to exclude that one. We're only going to do uh, five picks this week, folks, five picks this week. Uh, and the final one we're going to give you is going to be Liverpool. Liverpool in the Champions League on, I believe it's Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Just get that sequentially organized for us here. Uh, sorry, yes, it is Wednesday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Give me um, Liverpool on the road, plus 185 on the three-way money line against Real Madrid. Also hedge with a plus 300 on the uh on the uh, on the tie. Reason I like Liverpool here folks is they're going to need these they are down 5 to 2 at the first leg there that was played at the uh at Anfield. They lost 5 to 2 to um to Real Madrid. Uh so Real Madrid can give up a goal or two here and still advance on the aggregate scoring there between the two legs. So uh Liverpool knows they need to obviously score a lot and cover. Uh, so I expect Liverpool to actually win this game outright, but you can also bet the, the hedge. I do not expect Real Madrid to win because, frankly, Liverpool is desperate and is going to need the, the goals more, and they're going to need to at least outscore Real Madrid by three goals in this game to get to a penalty shootout or to extra time and then a penalty shootout, or they're going to have to score by four games, four goals in, in full time, in regular time, in the 90 minutes, in order to... Uh, progress to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So give me uh, give me Liverpool plus 185 with a hedge on the tie at plus 300, folks. And that is 
That is our soccer talk. That is our soccer picks, our review segment from last week, and our picks for this week, sir. Very well done. Wow. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Too many buckets. That was, that was a great, great insight and great picks. And I hope everyone wrote those down. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're trying to continue the winning streak. I think on the podcast the last two weeks, like you said, we were nine, two and four, if I'm not mistaken, we were going to that try to yep. continue this, uh, this run of success. So Very good. And if you want to also follow more plays, uh, follow our three daily plays over on Twitter at Linebreaker sports too. Uh, so if you're not following, make sure you go follow along. Um, all right. Well, before me? we continue, I oh, know yes. you got your gripe, uh, but let's get your pick, sir. We are doing our weekly pick. Uh, your your best bet of the week on soccer. All That's right, awesome. my best bet of the week. We, we will remind. Let's remind the viewers last week how we did. Let's remind the viewers. I know, the, or the listeners, I should say. Last week, Betty buckets. We gave you in the pick of the week. We gave you. Uh, we gave you that Borussia Dortmund Bundesliga fixture. Absolute blowout winner, two to one uh, on plus one twenty three on the on the three way money line. Game day, Greg was very ambitious. He went with an under plus one forty. Uh, that was Arsenal and uh, Arsenal and Bournemouth, and he gave us a, a number of cultural and uh, tourist tourist uh, directed facts about Bournemouth, which was very interesting as well. Unfortunately, the play did not work out, uh, but that's okay. Uh, it was Arsenal three and Bournemouth two, so it did go over the two and a half. But he's going to rebound this week, and we're going to let him go first. So that's right. Oh, I'm going first with the pick of the week. If you don't want, oh, I can go first. You, you no, yeah, you go first. Okay. Yeah, oh, let, let's let the let the listeners actually listen to someone oh. who actually knows soccer. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, let's let's save all the theatrics to the end. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Uh, I am going to go with. Hmm. This is a oh, if you're not ready, I'm ready. No, oh, I, I, oh, have oh, oh, I have oh, a lock. I have a lock. All right. This is this is. Folks, folks, this is this is my lock of the week. Uh, I'm more confident about this play than the other play. You want to know why? Because I didn't look up uh, anything with this play, and I just took it. Uh, (laughs) So I, 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 my mistake. And actually, are you giving us some MLS players in an MLS play? No, it's out of the German Bundesliga. Oh, it's the Uh, Bundesliga. Yes, Yes. the Bundesliga. My favorite, my favorite Bundesliga, as opposed to the Dutch Bundesliga, (laughs) folks. Uh, Certainly, more high-powered offenses in the German Bundesliga. However, I'm going to take the under two and a half at plus one hundred between Freiburg and Hoffenheim. Whoa! Uh, yes, yes, All right. yes. Uh, the, the main draw here big. was the fact the fact that I can uh, root for a team to not score named Hoffenheim. So uh, <laughs> that that is that is my uh, thing. That is here. the research that went into this pick. So just yes, uh, Freiburg and Hoffenheim. Those sound like two teams that aren't really going to wake up that morning, and it's just <laughs> going to be a lot of passing. So uh, yeah, out of the German Bundesliga, there are the German Bundesliga is more known for scoring. However, I think it's going to be the under. So under two and a half, okay. Freiburg versus Hoffenheim. Okay, very good. He's going to go with the under two and a half, Freiburg and Hoffenheim. Oh man, this is tough. I'm torn between three, really. Um, <laughs> so you know he's going to give you all three eventually, folks. No, he's, no. He's give you his I already gave you and then uh, two sprinkles. <laughs> I already gave you five, so I and they're included in the five, of course. But all right, I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Newcastle and Wolves under two and a half minus one twenty nine. That's what I'm going to go with, folks. Newcastle and Wolves under two and a half minus one twenty nine. I just, Whoa, I feel okay. like I've I was tempted on the West Ham Aston Villa game under two and a half minus one thirty four, but I don't know. I just I don't. I feel like Newcastle hasn't scored a whole lot. Wolves doesn't Wolves doesn't rate to score a lot. Period, especially on the road. And Newcastle is a is a very dynamic, um, a very dynamic, uh, a very dynamic uh, defensive team. Um, especially at home at St. James's Park in Newcastle, up there on the Tune, as they call it, the, the river there where the uh, where Newcastle is 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 stationed right on. But uh, I like uh, I like I like I like the under folks. Give me the under two and a half minus one twenty nine for Newcastle and Wolves for my pick of the week. Very good. Follow along, folks. All right. So now your time to shine, Greg. Now, so. what do you want first? Do you want my gripe? Or do you want the other part of my soccer? Oh, let's game? get the gripe first. Like everyone, everyone loves the game day. Greg gripe. So, so gripe. my gripe last week was 
ended up being a combination of things, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I'm going to piggyback on that uh, this okay. week because it just is a huge gripe of mine. Uh, and that's stoppage time. <laughs> Folks, Will you ever have a gripe that's not stoppage time related? Just we'll find yeah. out. We'll find okay. out. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 okay. This so I the, actually. By the way, this is the second oh, week in a row that Game Day Greg has had a gripe with stoppage time. He can't get over his gripe from last week. He's got to. Expand yes, I, I did mention that. Yep. Um, <laughs> thank you again, Betty Buckets, for making <laughs> sure everyone listens to the words that I'm saying. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes uh stoppage time so i actually did some research here and it, it made myself even more mad because there isn't any specific answer i want to know specifically how stoppage time is developed is, is come up with who who comes up with stoppage time because i read uh that the first ref reports to the fourth ref ref how much stoppage time should be and then that's what happens but then i'm also reading that stop it the, the clock just doesn't stop um so i i looked up what the longest stoppage time uh is in the history of soccer it's 28 minutes long now you want to know why it's 28 minutes long well first of all a little content is this is the 2019 carabao cup folks in, oh in, 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 EFL remember, cup. Very good. Uh, featuring uh burton albion versus bournemouth um the reason it was 28 minutes long was the fact that the stadium lights kept going out due to local power outages in the area. Now, here's my gripe. Is the stadium clock a part of the lights? Is the stadium clock a part of the lights? How in the world is the clock still going if there's no lights? Who's running the clock? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what in the world? Um, so the clock didn't stop. Maybe the, the maybe the, maybe the clock was on a backup generator and the lights weren't. How about that? <laughs> they have their own specific backup generator for the clock because oh my gosh, if that were to stop, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so that's my big gripe: the fact that the, the, the clock did not stop during power outages and there's no clock on the actual in the actual stadium for people to see so who knows how much stoppage time um should have been so yeah that that yeah that that's my gripe folks stoppage time and benny buckets again if you want to try to at least help me a little bit um having some sleepless nights over here thinking about the <laughs> fact that teams can win games teams can be relegated to the fact that a ref wants to make the game go a little longer because they're it's exciting and so, and it's in the offensive zone. So um yeah go ahead try to try to again I, as I said last week there the stoppage time that is put up on the board by the fourth official is merely a recommendation. It is not a hard rule. It is a minimum a minimum of the amount of stoppage time. The ultimate decision of how long stoppage time goes is up to the lead or first official on the pitch. So the it's just a recommendation. It is not it is not binding. It is not an official clock. There could be an injury within stoppage time that could prolong the stoppage time. There could be a goal celebration. There could be other stoppages in the game that could prolong stoppage time in addition to the amount of posted stoppage time on the board by the fourth official. So again, it it it's it's uh I know it's a it's it's not easy for you to understand as an American with with regular clocks or specific innings or outs or, or scenarios where it's a defined amount of time in a game before when, when the game is decided. Well, it, it is a defined amount of time in soccer too. Let's just make that clear because you could clearly measure the time the ball went out to the time the ball comes back in play. So it's not like, Oh, we have no idea how much time was wasted. <laughs> um, and so much time adding time at the end. Why don't you spend time focusing on the actual stuff that happens well the game. what you were what you're advocating for is really not a non-running clock you're advocating for every time the ball goes out of play the clock stops and when the ball comes back into play the clock begins again correct uh, that that probably isn't the worst idea but they've been doing playing soccer this way for 150 <laughs> years i don't think i don't think they're going to change it now to be honest with you so uh yeah if, if it were to change who would it go through i think i asked this last uh, week yeah as well, so but, it would have uh, to go it, well it would have to go through if you're talking specifically to england it would have to go through the fa in england the football association in england then it would have to go through uefa which is the 
I'm going to need an email policy. address, an email address, <laughs> uh, LinkedIn page, uh, something, something a little more. Um, hi, how are you? As opposed to the FA Cup in England, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I won't be able to sit, sit in front of them anytime soon. <laughs> well, that's probably. I just need to craft a strongly worded email. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but that's what we're going through. We have to go through the various governmental agencies that oversee football in that particular. And then if it goes far enough, it would be FIFA, which is the International Football Association, uh, that would have to change the the bylaws. But uh, that yeah, might be, I, I that might be my mission. Um, we might have to do a little side mission here. I might have to get in contact with some people and see if we can get the rules changed. So I'm <laughs> well, going to start that, again, start that journey right now. Fifty years, I highly doubt it's going to. I am going to start now. that journey right now. This is Game Day Greg's journey to <laughs> changing a soccer rule. Um, or at least understanding why the rules aren't changed. So that is my journey to you folks. Um, I'll keep you updated each week. Um, I'm not sure who I'm going to have to contact, but I think it'll be at least a little bit better contact information than what Benny Bucket just provided with the FA Cup in England there. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that'll be my uh, that'll be my, <laughs> my quest for you guys um, each week is finding out, uh, yeah, those specifics. Perfect. Okay. All right. What was the other thing you had with soccer? Yes. Non-gripe. Non-gripe. So I did not watch soccer. By the way, folks, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I do. You don't mean to interrupt. I interrupt. Okay. Hopefully this will be the last week of Greg. Hopefully game day Greg's gripe next week will not be about stoppage time. Hopefully he'll have new material, folks. But uh, anyway. Hopefully, so will soccer. Hopefully (laughs) soccer will also come up with some uh, new material. (laughs) Okay. If, the, if, if the MLB can change, if they can ban the shift, if they, if they can uh, make the bases bigger, implement a pitch clock. Yes. We no might as re- well, why, 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 why stop at larger bases? Let's just put a Domino's pizza box out there. Make that the base. Okay. All right. It's safer for everyone. It's absolutely safer. I, oh, I'm all for the bigger base. Oh, here we go. Ruins all right. Let's get, into it. let's get into it. 150 what years. What are we talking about? 150 years of the same. How does it ruin the game? Same bases. And now we're going to change it after 150 years. We're it's safer for everybody. Okay, it is safer. Uh, I think the players. I think the teams. Safe. I think the fans. The fans want to see How's the players. How's it safer play. to have a larger base? How's it safer to have a larger so base? So when the player is running full speed from home to first, and he accidentally steps on Fine. the first base, put an orange or base. Like they do a little. He league. rolls his foot because the base Fine. is so small. They give they give the runner at first base their own base. Put that orange like they do in the league with the orange. Oh, base. so that's not going to ruin the game, like like no, softball. No, because no, because you're just giving them a base to run down. It, it doesn't have. It doesn't mean that the ball's fair if it hits the orange base. Put the orange base in foul territory and the white base in fair territory. Let them have a base to run down at first base. I got no problem with that. But why do we need larger bases at second and third base? Why? It's safer for everybody. Oh. So you don't have to step down hands. So you don't have jammed fingers, rolled ankles. You think a three-inch base is going to negate all stepped-on hands and rolled thing and, and, and I, jammed I, fingers? Nobody said all. If it, if it negates one, I think that's worth it. I mean, I I don't, I, I don't think it's going to ruin the game. It's going to change I don't, the scoring. It's going to change the scoring. Uh, it's going to change the whole go. dynamic. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we make the football field? Get out of your rocking chair. Why don't we make the football field in the NFL? Why don't we make it 75 yards instead of 100 yards, okay? It's safer. We're okay. talking about less, very less, 25 less yards on the field for people to get hurt. Why very, make, very why small make, changes here, folks. 75 yards. 75 yards of football field. Hey, uh, I, maybe they it's will. It's safer. But... It's safer. There's 25 years less people. But that's a big on. change. We're talking about a small well, little change of the base. All right. So make the football field 95 yards. Five yes, less, small change. Five less yards for somebody to get hurt on. Why don't we do that? If safety is the idea. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. Well, I guess. Why don't we I just play flag just... football? No more tackling. Just flag football. Forget about. Yeah, forget about. I don't no know more if we can compare. We're just going to do flag football. A couple yeah. more inches to the base with flag football. I, I don't know if we're getting a little too off base there, but that that's okay. Um, that's okay. It's a good, it's a good, healthy debate. What, what's your, what's your other point on soccer? I apologize for cutting you off. I don't even know how we got to the bases. How did we get to the bases? Oh, because we're, we're talking about changes. You wanted yes. them to change from evolving. Class. Yes, yes, that's why we so, get to the basics. Yes. Okay. Um. So now, thank you again for that. Um. <laughs> we're gonna go into soccer. We're gonna go into the other part of soccer talk, which yes. is, unfortunately, I haven't watched a soccer game this week. Um. 
actually not unfortunately two weeks my, in a row, my soccer fandom is just uh two weeks in a row unfortunately gone yes betty we're getting two weeks in a row this is <laughs> if, we, if we're gonna pick an mvp of the show it is certainly benny buckets <laughs> uh, uh all right so instead i, I come up with a list of, of some soccer jokes oh like, so soccer, like to hear soccer jokes okay yes so, now there's a little there's some are friendly some are a little bit more on the interesting side um right. so who knows uh, if this is even allowed? But here we go. Number one, why is soccer? Why is the soccer stadium the coolest place to be? I don't know why. Because it's full of fans. Okay. <laughs> ah, knee slapper. The dad uh, jokes here. Huh? Yeah, it's a good first one. All right, second one here. I, I found this one pretty funny. This is a conversation between a girl and a boy. Girl, I'll be right back. Boy, I'll be center forward. <laughs> Uh, they're talking about positions on the pitch, folks. Uh, there's a right back, a left back, a center forward, a left forward, a right forward. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. They all kick, kick the ball around. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, I thought that was a good one. All right. What if, what tea do footballers drink? Green tea. Penalty. Oh, you're supposed to laugh. Uh, this is bad. Uh, if you're trying to replace Fallon or Kimmel, this is not a good audition, I'll sir. This, these are these are dad jokes. These are these yeah. are very. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, bud. <laughs> you know we, we support each other so much here at Linebacker Sports. I, I, oh boy! All right, uh, fourth one here. You're locked inside a car with nothing but a soccer ball. How do you get out? Uh, I don't know. Unlock the door and pull the handle. <laughs> I don't get it. I actually don't get that one at all. But. If you're inside the car, you're not locked in. You can just unlock the car and pull the handle. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't think it's particularly funny, but okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, last one. This one's a little interesting. What is the difference between Bill Clinton and England striker Raheem Sterling? No idea. Clinton can score. And that is soccer talk for you, folks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. So Betty that. Bucket's got one out of the five. One 20%. Out of the five like, yes. One of the five. 20%. The other 80%. Uh... <laughs> so that is that is soccer wow. talk, folks. Uh, maybe I'll throw in some more jokes uh, next soccer talk. But Again, we apologize, Raheem Sterling, if you're listening to this. My sincerest apologize for my, my ignorant my com- comment from my joke from the ignorant friend over here, but uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was funny. It was yes. Funny, so. Yes. Raheem Sterling. I apologize. Um, hopefully we'll have you on the pod soon. All right. Uh, so that's soccer. T- <laughs> that's soccer talk folks. Um, as always very entertaining. Uh, the best part of the show. Um, Benny buckets. Is there anything you want to go over before we sign off? No, I think we like I said, less picks this week. There was nothing out of the Serie A that was uh, interesting for me, so I, I passed on the Serie A. Uh, not going to be often prior where you give you a Bundesliga pick and not a Serie A pick, but that's the way it worked out this week. So, no, looking forward to uh, our podcast next week. Uh, I think I think we're going to try and do we'll, – we'll see. Definitely going to do a uh, March Madness, try, try to do a second podcast. I think the first one's just going to be the March Madness bracket preview show. Is that correct, sir? That's the idea here. Next uh, episode, yes, is the will be preview. March Madness only, correct? March Madness. Yes, only March show. Madness Mania. Yep. I believe we will attempt. We'll see if we can we can we can work it out logistically, but we will try and get a second non March Madness uh, podcast on for you as well uh, later yeah. in the week. But uh, yeah, that's we, all we... I have, sir. That's all I have. Very good. Very good. All right. Folks, that's going to do it. Uh, I'm Game Day Greg alongside Benny Buckets. We hope you have a fantastic weekend and enjoy the week. And, yeah, follow us along. All right. Take care.